right, guys, our special interview here on Below the Belt Show. We welcome the creator of Stranger Sings, a parody musical that has a, a current run off-Broadway in New York City and, of course, the website StrangerSings.com. We welcome to the create. We welcome the creator of Stranger Sings, Jonathan Hogue. Hey everyone. Hey Jonathan, good to have you on BTB. Happy to be here. Yes, and uh, myself and General Azad are friend are, are fans of Stranger Things, and we're both delighted for the opportunity to see Stranger Sings, and we both we both loved it, man. It was a fantastic, fantastic musical production. And it was the it was the very first um very first uh, live play that either of my kids saw, and they absolutely ate it up. They were they had so much fun at it. Oh, that makes me so happy. That's incredible. Yeah, and the play certainly is like Zod you mentioned um, for families, but uh, you know there's a couple more um, mature themes I guess kind of you know thrown in there as well. But uh, Jonathan, you intended the um, production to be for all audiences. Yeah, I mean you know it's it's funny because I actually really wasn't thinking we would have a lot of kids in the audience because the TV show is so dark. You know, I mean like the fourth <laughs> season is like you know straight out of uh, you know Wes Craven. You know, so it, yeah, it that's so, true. It feels so kind of like I, I was you know, right, really writing it for adults and for, for teens, maybe. And then there's all these kids that love Stranger Things that are, you know, uh, under 10. <laughs> and so, you know, and they're loving Stranger Things. So I'm like, you know what? Great. Like, there's a couple little things in there for the adults, but a lot of it is is seems to be landing with kids, too. And if they're watching the TV show and can handle some of the darker stuff, then I think they'll have a good time at Stranger Things. So that's been our kind of. Uh, yeah. I'm there so yeah so where did the, where did the genesis of the um of the play come from i mean obviously i'm assuming you're a you're a big stranger things fan but like how, did you, how did you decide i want to make a musical out of this yeah no i've never watched stranger things so i completely guessed so no <laughs> <laughs> no i uh so i was such a huge fan of the first season um i just kind of stumbled upon it as most of us did back in what 2016 i think when it came out mm-hmm. um and uh and it just it, like you know i had to watch it all in one sitting i was just so like amazed by the i don't know it felt so familiar to me i think that's what i loved about it it felt like i was watching like et and the goonies and all these kind of movies that i grew up on Absolutely. and uh and and yet it was also this really interesting new story and it was like captivating and there's all these interesting twists and in these this whole world that you don't quite know enough about yet but every season you learn a little bit more about it and and the characters are so richly sketched out and so there's just so much about it that i loved and um i also was really loving the internet discourse about the show there's so many like little parodies that were coming out of of you know bar justice for barb and uh and you know of course winona Ryder and joyce and like are they the same person are they different you know so there was a lot of stuff <laughs> there that it was just really just generally funny content and um and and so i had grown up with uh, a deep love for comedy satire. You know, I was watching Saturday Night Live and Monty Python and Mel Brooks and all of these kind of famous satirists. Um, and uh, and I, in high school, would write these... I was an actor, and um, I would write these parodies of shows that I was in with my friends, and we'd perform them at the final cast party for the show. And uh, And I loved doing that. It was just like... 
I, there was something about like taking something that people knew that was familiar and then kind of flipping it on its head and, and either adding some sort of commentary to it or doing something that's completely subversive and funny and strange. And, um, and so I just had kind of this like natural inclination towards parody and satire that when I started kind of, con- you know, putting together the, 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 the stuff that it was already seeing the fans kind of latching onto with my own ideas of parody musicals and what that world looks like and my kind of lifelong love for, for satire and for musical theater, it was like it, the ideas were just like popping in my brain constantly. And I was just like, okay, if nobody else is going to write this, then I guess I am because I had never written a musical like fully. Um, and, uh, like a, a, a you know, a full length musical. And I just, for whatever reason was like, well, let, let's just, start sketching this out and see what I can come up with. And it it was kind of this pet project for like a year where I would just sing things into my iPhone for, you know, a a long car ride or, or at work or whatever. And and then it it just snowballed into a full show and now we're here. I mean, it's, it's really like the craziest journey. And uh, um, yeah. So, so as a parody, there's no blessing needed from Netflix or the Duffer brothers or the, the producers of stranger things. Correct. Right, right. Yeah. So satire, satire and parody is kind of uh, in its own world of, of kind of commentary on an original uh, intellectual property. So it's kind of like, you know, again, Mel Brooks, Saturday Night Live, all these satirists, they're not like being uh, uh, produced by the things that they're they're um, parodying, you know, um, it's it's uh, it's kind of their ability to take something that everybody knows and then make their own commentary on it. Weird Al uh, is another one of those where it's like, you know, he's not getting the rights from the song, the song owners. Oh, he, does, he does ask for permission, I think. Does he? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that he gets the rights specifically. He probably does reach out for for uh, just verbal permission. But in terms of like legally getting the rights or acquiring the rights and that whole process, which is like a, a whole thing that can take years and years. Yeah, it's uh, there. there is protections within copyright law that allow for satire and parody to exist, which has been uh, a, a breath of fresh air for us. So, <laughs> oh, God, yeah, have you gotten to any? Have you have that's you what happened. that's what happens. Have you heard any acknowledgement from like the Duffer Brothers of the play's existence or anything or the like cast. that yeah. or the cast or anyone from the show? Yeah, so we uh, so Gaten Matarazzo plays Dustin uh, <laughs> found us back in 2018 when we did our first concert because he's he's a Broadway kid. He's doing like he's doing Sweeney Todd right now. He's doing he's, Sweeney Todd right now. That's right. In a bunch of shows, um, a, a lot of the kids actually from the show are from theater. Um, but uh, but yeah, he found us on Instagram just out of nowhere when we were first publicizing it and said it looked cool and. Of course, you know, we were trying to get him to come to the show and he was filming the TV show. So we haven't had anybody from the TV show see the show yet. I know they know about it. You know, uh, one of my producers ran into David Harbour the other day and talked his ear off about the show. So he says he wants to come. We'll see. But um, but yeah, you know, I'm sure they know about us at this point. I actually uh, um, sort of fun fact, I actually was a background extra on the fourth season. And there were a couple of no. I was, you know, right next to the Duffer brothers. Like, should I tell them I wrote the show? Are they going to freak out? <laughs> so was that, was that just some, some kind of like strange, like, you know, just act of providence that happened that you happened to get, a, get some work on the show or were you actively seeking it out? I, so it was during COVID, my parents live in Atlanta. And so I had, you know, fled the city for a period of time to kind of, yes. uh, um, you know, there was they're, they're filming stuff down there. Everyone they're filming the TV city, show down yeah. there. And I, I didn't really have anything else to do, so I was just applying for kind of work as a background actor, stand-in, that type of stuff. And then Stranger Things, you know, 
texted me one day and was like, can you come to work on Monday? And then I ended up working for a couple of weeks. And um, it was like a total dream, you know, because I was just like, I love the show more than any other show. And so getting to be like in the world with all these actors is was cool. But um, and, it, and, and, you know, of course, did steal it. I did not steal anything from the set and put it in the show. <laughs> Were you featured on the show? Did you make the cut? Uh, not necessarily featured. I was I was a stand-in, which is kind of uh, where. Yeah, so you're kind of like helping with the crew where you stand in while they're setting up the camera shots. Some of the stuff. I'm an extra in a couple of scenes. I'm like in a crowd. You can, you know, pause it and try to find me, but it's not terribly exciting. So, but um, okay. but being on set was the the fun part. But anyway, so. No, that's okay because yeah, I I just also wanted to comment on on your casting for Stranger Things because. It seems like you were very good at getting uh, cast lookalikes, especially the Barb actress that yeah that's performing now. Um, oh, and she was fantastic. Like, she, has, she, she like put on a tour de force, especially that solo yeah. that she has. Yeah, well, were you, were you yeah. going for looks the look of the the actual characters and the talent, or both, or one or the other? Yeah, you know, it's funny people say that because we really weren't thinking about looks for it. Um, I think so. I I will say I think the wigs and the costumes definitely help a lot. But I think yeah, what we were looking for was just like the essence of these characters. You know, and it's interesting because you have an actress or you have like the actress who has to play Eleven and Nancy are two very right. different characters, and so finding very somebody different. to do both is really like having to cast it for the parody and not for. Stranger Things, if that makes well, sense. Well, did you did you always write it envisioning the same actors would play multiple roles? I actually didn't. It, the very first version of this was was like twelve or thirteen actors, something like that. It was a lot of people, and and you know, budget wise, we're a small off Broadway show. We had to continue to pare it down, which actually was great because it really strengthened the comedy of the show. Because then we have, you know, Steve and Jonathan now double as the same person, and it's you had this <laughs> added joke of it's the same guy that Nancy's in love with both of them. Um, we added a, a new thing for this production was Will, the character Will, being played as a puppet that Joyce. His, his, his <laughs> I was did. curious about that decision. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. So we did this show uh, on the um, down in the West Village in 2021 as kind of a developmental production, and um, that one was funny because that was we had nine people, and so Will was a person, and we were trying to figure out. How, what to do with the character will because it's a parody and every character kind of has their own you know satirical spin to it and um and i, we were, I was kind of struggling i had a song for will and it just wasn't really landing with the audiences and i was kind of struggling with like well what is what is the joke of this character and then when we got to this current production we were talking about you know scaling down the how or the the cast and um you know, what, what options do we have? And I thought, well, Will's not on stage very much. He's in the upside down most of the show. So can he double with anyone? And then my director and I were talking about like, well, what if Will's a puppet and Joyce is puppeteering him? And I was like, oh, that's funny. Oh, <laughs> that's really? why you did the puppet. Oh. I was wondering about that. And, <laughs> and you're I, right. He's really just missing in season yeah. one. Cause you kind of loosely adapt season one, but then you bring in some elements of like other seasons, like the, the, the scoops ahoy. Right, right. And that was fun, too, because when I first wrote the show, the first version of it, it was written right after season two. So we didn't have Scoops Ahoy, we didn't have, you know, Vecna and all that stuff yet. And I, and I always knew that writing a parody of Stranger Things, you'd want to kind of keep the, the plot arc of season one, because that's kind of the classic Stranger Things. And, you know, otherwise I'm having to write a new musical every time there's a new season, because, I mean, it's like, how, how, how can I predict what, what's going to happen in the next three seasons and write it now? So. That means um, you have to do another one. <laughs> you got to make a sequel, yeah. So much happening in the show now. But um, but it was funny because 
uh, as we got new seasons, I was always thinking about, well, what are the things that the fans are latching onto that are kind of like the highlights of each season? So I had a number for Steve and Dustin based on them being kind of, uh, you know, um, the, 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 the bromance between them. And I was like, okay, I need to have a moment for them. And so I changed the context of the scene, kept the song, but changed the context of the scene to be at Scoops Ahoy. And then, you know, with this new season, there was running up that hill was a big takeaway from that. So I oh, added gosh, a little yes. in there for that. So there's, there's lots of little things, which is great. You know, and even when season five comes out, I'll probably add in a couple of little nods here and there, yeah. but the, are you the, going to, are you going to write Max as a bigger character? Cause I think, she just appeared as like a background character in the did she yeah max was hard because i i uh she's not really in it very much right now and part of that is because having her presence there at all feels like we need to address vecna then it's just a whole nother show yeah it's also hard putting billy then you gotta put in uh yeah yeah I like having little nods, but it's hard because, you know, for the sake of trying to get this 90 minute show or this, you know, two hour show and really focusing on the uh, the kind of the, the major plot points of, of what we're going for here. It was easier to just let the, the little the one teen romance be uh, Mike and Eleven and not have the Lucas Max and all you know, like having so many different. Plot yeah, lines. there's so a lot of plots, there. enough plots in this in this production now that I'm like. Oh man, it make people go crazy. So yeah, but, uh, I miss Mac. Well, so- well, another thing I liked uh, was um, the focus on uh, Winona Riders. Uh, yeah, uh, not not uh, more, more. Well, obviously it was Joyce, but you had like a, a part, uh, a segment within the the musical uh, with some of her notable characters, or like for instance Beetlejuice and 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 yeah and Edward Scissorhands and you know just characters that she interacted with in, in her other work well how did that come about yeah well that was honestly one of the the first songs that I kind of had in mind when I was writing this because I was like this character is such a she's so manic on the tv show to 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 a point where it's almost you know it's kind of why people are getting were were making these little parody videos of her and and <laughs> I, you know there with other has, has a little bit of a history in Hollywood and and oh, yeah. so there was <laughs> there was the meta commentary of of when the first season came out of like is she playing herself or is this you know is she playing a character because she'd been gone for so long too and all we knew about her was what was in the tabloid so so I was playing with that and um, as it was developing this that song i was like well what if what makes her crazy is that you know this this version of herself that's winona Ryder is like speaking to her and so there's like you know she's got obviously got the beetlejuice and then her hands and all these kind of like kooky yes. dark things so i was like well what if all of like she's got this split personality that's like fighting with her and those characters are representative of that and so that's that's really what kind of built that out which was um really fun and i and i love you know all those movies so to have a nod to them in my show is was uh was was exciting that was great and the yeah. actress that played uh the joyce character she got winona's uh just the mannerisms and her yeah. delivery you know like the oh my god you know like just I, I, was, I can't really do the impression but it was she she was spot on yeah she was <laughs> and she was also a pretty good ventro- a puppeteer too. <laughs> so. you know, I, I got, I have to say, I she because she, she played that role when we did it in 2021, and uh, it was funny because she didn't have to puppeteer Will at the time, and so when we came back to do this production at uh, Play S46 where we are now, uh, she 
you know, we were getting ready for the run, and we were like, hey, Caroline, are, are you okay puppeteering? And she's like, what? Like, you know, because she thinks she's coming back to do the exact same show. And we're like, well, no, you're playing Will now. And she's like, what? And uh, <laughs> what? she was a little intimidated at first. We brought in, like, a puppet, uh, you know, like a, uh, a professional puppeteer to kind of give her some tips on, like, different ways to make the character breathe and do different things, stuff like that. And so, oh. um, but yeah, I mean, she's, she's incredible. I mean, she's just, like, uh, uh, Caroline Huerta is her name. Um, and she, uh, yeah, she's just like a master of comedy, like knows how to nail a bit. Like she's just like very specific and tight in everything she does. And obviously has watched Winona Ryder, uh, her mannerisms pretty specifically. So a lot of that's getting thrown in. So yeah, it's, it's been fun. Of course, I remember Winona's reaction at the, the SAG Awards when Stranger oh, Things went there, accepted their I, award. Remember, she was just kind of looking in the space. <laughs> I used to have a line about the SAG Awards, and I was like, "Ah, eh, no one's gonna get that. I gotta get changed." So yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> that's true. I I would have gotten it, but uh, um um, my co-host, my guest co-host Jessica Taylor is in the chat. If you wanted to unmute, because you actually saw Stranger Things with me, but you were not a Stranger Things fan, unlike Zod and I, who are big Stranger Things fan. But you ended up becoming a fan, right, Jessica? Absolutely. Hi, Jonathan. Thank you so much for being here with us. So excited yeah. to meet you. Oh, likewise, likewise. Sorry that my camera's not working. Um, oh my gosh, in general. It, okay, so my whole thing is I got to see Stranger Things first. And I'm a huge theater goer. I've been in theater and touring internationally and um, nationally and doing the whole theater thing for a very long time. I want to say I've been in the industry for probably 20 years now. I seem like I'm young, but I'm, no, I'm not that young. Um, so <laughs> just coming in and seeing Stranger Things, the musical, and not having seen Stranger Things at all was, it was kind of just like phenomenal. You, you're going through this timescape you know, you're moving through time, there's all these things that are happening. Obviously, um, I I was struggling a little bit because there were like little bits and pieces that you, you just wouldn't know what was going on unless you have seen Stranger Things. And I don't wanna do the whole spoiler alert, but there is definitely one thing that I wanted to really discuss with you because you are the creator and this is so exciting. I love having you here and in general, this is like awesome. So, okay, I'm trying to word this so that I don't spoil it for the viewers out there who haven't seen Stranger Things, the musical, and maybe they haven't seen um, Stranger Things yet, but there is a character that falls in love with a monster that <laughs> never happens in the, in the series. So yeah. who made that decision? And I'm not going to say who it is because I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> yeah i mean that was that was uh my decision i'm trying to think when that came about because i think it was something where it was just a throwaway line at one point in that scene that she has um and uh and then as we kind of started adding choreography to the show and staging and i added uh uh we had we added this dance battle at the end of the show now and a bunch of things we that that whole kind of arc it got flushed out over time, but, uh, but yeah, it was just like at first, just kind of like a surprising little, little twist in the scene. And then it became a whole, a whole thing, which has been really, uh, quite it's fun. It's a whole number. Like it became this whole song and 
you yeah. know, and also this moment between these two characters. So I was waiting for it to happen in the show. Yeah. Like in, in the actual TV show, because I, you know, and then I was like, wait, that it never happened. I'm like, oh my God, I have, we have to talk about this. It's, yeah. it's so, it's so insane. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny. You know, I, one of my favorite things is, uh, when people come see the show, come see the show, and then afterwards say, "Oh my gosh, I never watched Stranger Things, and now I'm gonna go home and watch it because I didn't know that character," or, 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 yeah, well, either they'll say they 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 haven't watched it and they want to watch the show, or they say, "I only watched the first two episodes, and now I know how it ends because of your show, so I want to go watch it." I'm like, "Well, it's it's actually a little it's very different. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little different. It doesn't exactly go the same way that the show goes, but yeah, part of my my." Uh, I don't know. My my idea for for where that went was just kind of built off my own uh, desire to subvert what people were expecting from the show, and also play into the things that the fans yeah. were kind of joking and talking about already. So it was uh, yeah, it was fun. Right on. Now the show only has about Thank two you. more weeks left, um, Jonathan. Yeah. Before May you wrap up. Or, May seventh is our last show. Oh wow! I mean, honestly, I I enjoyed so much of it. I could sit here and talk for an entire hour by myself <laughs> with you, Jonathan, because I enjoyed so much of it. Uh, the roller skates. I mean, I don't want to, you know. Obviously, I'm not going to ruin the show for everybody, but you know, the roller skating, um, the set design was so much fun. The cost were absolutely like what Al said, spot on. The cost were just like so. They were so similar. Just they looked like they could have been them. They were just, I, I mean, casting did a fantastic job. Wardrobe did amazing. I love that Will was a puppet. That made it so much more, I don't know, interactive. And also I could see that the younger audience members really enjoyed Will for having been, you know, a puppet, which is so awesome. And I mean, the entire cast, so talented, but it does take a very So talented, talented. yes. Or just, Oh, all of them. Just so much light and shade in there. So many beautiful moments. And each cast member, I think some of them were playing like two and three roles, right? Oh, yeah. We have about 50 characters all the way through the show that are played uh, by our actors. It's pretty crazy. Is the goal to get it on Broadway? No, we're we're very happy with small, intimate, you know, off-Broadway has been perfect for us. It's... Uh, mm. Yeah, I mean that's the the thing about Broadway is obviously it's, it feels like it's the end all be all of theater, but the thing that's that's really what what the industry is 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 what kind of what kind of space do you want to play in? And our show works the best when it's small, intimate, that you're close to the actors. It's it's kind of scrappy, and and that's kind of the magic of it. So we've been very happy off Broadway, and you know now we're we're uh, we're running in the UK. There's a UK tour going out, much bigger venues. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, All right. Very oh. Yes. Are you gonna are you, Australia you feel, uh, as well? It's 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 uh we've we're we're expanding, which is great. But uh, in terms of New York, Off Broadway's been our uh, our yeah our peak. So so after you know, I ends... love that it was so small, and I love that it was so interactive, and yeah, that really definitely made the show completely um, more like we were all engulfed in it. Like you almost felt like yeah. everybody was going on this time zone on yeah. this trip. Like yeah, it was such an incredible experience. Um, thank you, Jonathan. 
Yes, absolutely. And now that it is ending on May 7th, as you mentioned, Jonathan, do you intend to tour in the U.S.? I know you mentioned U.K., but what about other other great states in the U.S. to, to check it out? Yeah, we're still working out the details, but that's that okay. is a whole, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Wow. Well, that that's that's uh, where you got to go is StrangerSings.com, people. Um, do you have any other projects in the pipeline that you're working on? Yeah, I've got a, uh, I've got actually a parody of uh, Friday the Thirteenth that I'm working on right now, which is uh, sort oh of sweet. They, uh, it's more. Are you sticking? Are you are you sticking in your wheelhouse with parodies? Like uh, that's what it's you think. Funny. I uh, I love parody. I mean, I think you know, I could I could easily get stuck in that where it's just like, what movie are you parodying next? I think for me, yeah, like, you don't want to suddenly become like the Zucker Brothers, where like that's all okay. you're right. No, I mean, I look kind of like, you know, I'd, write, I'd love to write the next Book of Mormon, like, you know, just like really strong musical comedy satires. I think the thing about parody is people kind of look at it as like this, like very exclusive genre of things. But it's really in everything like it's it's I mean, so subversion is such a um, uh, a common tool uh, used in comedy and anything. And so um, even if it's not explicitly a parody, it's like so much of what what jokes are in certain comedies is, is things where it's playing off of an expectation or a cultural, you know, icon or whatever, and then flipping it on its head and doing something funny with it. So I, I really want to keep writing, um, comedy and, and, you know, musicals and, and satires, but, um, but have a couple parodies in the works. I'm also working on one that's not specifically a parody, but it's, it is a comedy that's kind of satirizing, uh, Hollywood and award shows. So it's this, this <laughs> act who's, basically has to kill all the competition in order to win her Oscar and keep her career. <laughs> it's, it's very silly. So, uh, so yeah, those are, you that know, is great. Line. I love it. Wow. Jonathan, this has been incredible. Great interview. Of course, uh, people, please check out, uh, stranger the website, uh, mm-hmm. where you can purchase tickets, uh, for those in the New York area and those visiting the New York area, you got to You got to check this out. Stranger things fans. Uh, got to check this out. Um, great show. Fantastic show. Very talented, uh, production team and cast. And, uh, we loved it. We loved yeah. it. Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan, one more question for all of our writers out there and all of our, um, aspiring writers. What would you say has been the most challenging part of this process? Yeah, a lot. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's not easy. I mean, it took us five years to get this thing to a full production. And, uh, and I think part of it is just, you know, uh, luck and opportunity that comes with just meeting people and networking and getting yourself out there. I mean, I, I really wasn't a writer. Uh, I didn't consider myself a writer when I was writing the show. I was just doing this as a pet project. And then, uh, luckily got some friends on board. Uh, excuse me, uh, a little sick here, <laughs> getting over a cold. I, um, uh, was uh yeah i was just kind of working with my friends to try to get these little concerts up and then eventually the more i was able to get it get the show in front of people uh and grow like an audience and a fan base for the show and having producers see it and and come on board for it that that's really when it was able to make it to where it was so i guess my like my advice really is just like get your, get your work in front of people like get it out there get people to hear it engage with it in person that's really made a world. Showcases, workshopping, is that kind of what I'm hearing? And reading yeah. concerts, yeah, just anything to really like let people engage with your work. Because if I just you know walked down the street and said, oh, I wrote a Stranger Things parody, most people would be like, oh, I hate parodies, or I've never seen Stranger Things. 
But then they come, you know, they hear the music, they see the performances, they, they yeah. get about what the world is, and they go, oh, wait, I actually do like this. I didn't even know I liked this. And and then they, you know, so that's the that's the, the challenge, I think. But it's, uh, but if you put yourself out there, I think usually you find people that, that really want to come on board, which is fun. Awesome. Well, Jonathan, before we let you go, if you could do a little promo, let us know who you are. Throw out a uh, plug for Stranger Sings and throw out a Stranger Things or Stranger Things catchphrase or something at the end. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, it was the name. And what was the other one? Uh, Below the Belt Show is our, is our podcast. Uh, sorry. It's, it, you, can oh, introduce, you can introduce inter- yourself. Introduce yourself and um, mm-hmm. let everyone know that you're, you're the on creator Below the Belt of Stranger Show. Things and you're yep. the creator. Yep. And you're on Below the Belt Show. And then throw out a little. Yeah. You throw a bar from the and, song. You could. <laughs> or add in a, a Bon Mott of your choice. <laughs> Uh, hey everyone, uh, my name is Jonathan Hogue. I am the writer and producer of Stranger Things, the parody musical, playing off Broadway and in the UK right now. Um, happy to be a guest on the Below the Belt show and uh, keep calm and justice for Barb. Rock on. Justice for Barb! <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, thank you so much for joining BTV. Yes! Hey, awesome. Thanks so much, guys. This was so fun. All right. Thank that you. Was, great. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. Bye, Jonathan. Bye.